and welcome to our podcast, friends. We're doing it, Matt. We're going to make a podcast. So uh, welcome to Ballot Boxing, where Matt and Christina, friends you don't know yet, talk about the Oscar Best Picture nominees. Usually Matt and I try to watch all 10 nominees prior to the Oscars airing, discuss them amongst ourselves, so now we're just going to record those discussions. Yes, drop in. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. It's it's called ballot boxing because we are going to verbally spar over the candidates. Discussion will be a plenty. Fantastic. Well, let's get started. Fly into the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick. Matt and Chris talk movies. Ballot boxing. Here we go. Hi everybody. Hi. It was a matter of time. With putting a microphone in front of you before you started singing it's into true. it. It's true. Right? I, I do enjoy singing. Yeah. Singing in books. That's why we're doing podcasts on movies. All right. So we're all full of energy because we just watched Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, not surprisingly. I didn't sit down to that one and be like, well, this could go either way. Yeah, it's a okay. lot of fun. It's very fun. So plot summary for that one, Matt. Plot summary. Uh, Tom Cruise plays Pete Maverick Mitchell, who is... Still a kick-ass pilot. He and apparently still lives very good looking. Absolutely. I don't understand how half this movie is not other people asking him, what face cream do yeah. you use? What's your secret? Yeah, what's the work you've had done? It's hyperbaric chambers and uh <laughs> yeah. Scientology. Yeah. Um so he's he's a he's still a pilot. He's he's living in an air hangar abandoned in the middle of the Mojave Desert, um, where he has been working on some sort of top secret covert hyperspeed plane. Darkwing. Darkwing, um, which is about to be shut down. And so he bucks the system as, a, you know, has always been his characteristic trait primarily is that he you know, doesn't take kindly to the admirals and the generals he, telling no, him what to in do. The, in the Navy, but I don't take orders from no one. That's right. <laughs> Good job. Um, <clears throat> Perhaps this is not the right career choice for you, sir. He's, uh, so he takes this plane up and um, it travels. Mach 10. Mach 10, which is approximately 7,540 miles an hour. This is going to be the interjecty plot summary. I just want to mention that when we went to Disney World this summer, Matt and I experienced Mach 2 and hated every minute of it. So Mach 10 sounds... We didn't experience Mach 2, darling. We we felt two Gs, which is a, a different oh. measurement. That I wonder is how the, they the compare. Force, twice, it's, that's the twice the feeling of gravity. Oh. So it's like gravity doubled is two Gs. Um, Traveling at the speed of sound How on many a flat G's? plane, you wouldn't necessarily feel any G's, but it's when you begin to accelerate mm-hmm. and try to break away from gravity, that gravity pushes back down on you. But they do that in this movie. They do do that in this movie, but that that he wasn't feeling G's. That wasn't about G's. That okay. was about the speed of sound. Well, the crushing in your weight in your chest thing. Sounds bad. Sounds awful. Yeah. And we, we did feel it just a teensy bit yeah, at yeah. Disney World. Not. And we both felt like throwing up for yeah. about an hour later. <laughs> Not astronauts. Yes. No. Okay, continue. Okay, speaking of astronauts, the plane he's in is essentially like a a, a, a rocket ship, mm-hmm. right? And he's traveling along, and any and and um, he's. I'm not going to spoil what happens. Um, we're going to try to avoid some spoilers. I think in this this Are podcast okay. a little bit. All right. Um, not that I mean I it's think the whole world's we, seen this, but yeah, and we spoiled Avatar because Avatar sucked, but this one is very good, so we won't okay. spoil it for you. Okay, we're just going to the Avatar hates just going to continue. I just I hated it. Okay. Um, anyways, he ends up being punished, and, and his punishment is to be sent to the Top Gun Flight Training Academy. Back. Uh, back, back there. Uh, he's sent back by General or Colonel Ed Harris, making a pretty kick-ass little cameo. 
And uh, once he's there, he's he's um, he's the teacher. So the the roles have reversed, right? In the first one, he was a hotshot young pilot. Now he's in charge of teaching hotshot young pilots. One of whom is Goose's son, played mm. by Miles Teller. The plot it thickens. Yeah, um, and Goose. And do you know who Goose is? Have you seen yes, the first? Yes, I know who Goose is. He's Anthony Edwards. Okay. He's you. Everyone who doesn't know Matt who's listening to this, which I'm sure is all one of you, uh, if we're lucky, Matt looks like Anthony Edwards. On on my best day and his worst day. I disagree. but I look more like Goose Green. Uh, what's his name? Not Goose Green. Dr. Green. Dr. Green, Green. Yeah. In the, in the... <laughs> uh, from ER. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so we show up. Miles Teller is, is there and he is Goose's son and meg ryan apparently has died too his yep. mother so he's an adult orphan and he is going to be in this group that is training to do this very difficult mission to blow up a uranium an illegal uranium store in the an, middle of some unnamed, unidentified country which makes it timeless makes yes. it like we could watch this 40 years from yeah. now and is it, it russia is it afghanistan nobody knows it could be north korea it could be nobody knows nobody knows matter um and so yeah the, the the question is can they pull off the mission and can he keep rooster alive safe. and mm -hmm. safe um and there's also a, a sort of fun subplot involving um jennifer Connolly playing the uh, admiral's daughter now a grown gorgeous woman yeah, who runs of, a bar speaking of people who have aged real well yeah she's again yeah hyperbaric chambers in scientology okay so that's that's the plot. Yeah, we're five minutes in. Let's. Uh, we have a few questions we're going to ask. Um, so I'm going to ask you this first one. Do you think this is better than the original? Yes. Why? I found it more entertaining. I like the original Top Gun. It was fine, but I found it. I mean, it's been years since I've seen it, but I just remember finding it sort of one note, like sort of. I don't know. Like the airplane stuff was cool, and I found this one a little a little deeper. Not oodles deeper, but a little deeper than like surface yes you know everything's just blown out at a larger proportion yes. this um in the original one there's a lot of stock footage that the navy provided mm -hmm. and then they sort of uh dubbed dialogue over it in this one they've mounted real cameras inside mm -hmm. the real cockpits and they've taken these actors up the actors are actually sort of directing their own scenes inside the planes mm -hmm. um i read that online. and uh yes yeah, so makeup touch-ups and stuff yeah the, the level of realism um just is astonishing mm -hmm. frankly and i think the drama is better yes too yes. the characters are a little more realistic a little more human the the, the young pilots less so but i think that tom cruise's character yes. is more relatable as a real person Absolutely. and i think you know i i relate to him as like as a dad yeah now which is strange because he's tom cruise is 25 years older than me or 20 mm -hmm. years older than me but doesn't look uh, it though no he doesn't no. Like, we look the same age um which is weird Strange. We don't look old for our age, and yet but Tom Cruise he, looks like yeah. he's our age. Yeah, um, so yes, I do think it's better than the first one. I feel like I said this to you at dinner that it this one, the new one, Top Gun Maverick, captured the excess and the fun of the 1980s without any of the tackiness. Mm -hmm. So it's it is the, the tackiness is there in the first one, and this one has all those scenes plus more, and they're better. Yeah, I thought the classroom scenes worked. I thought the. Um, the fighter pilot mm -hmm. scenes, the aerial scenes, yep. the combat scenes, and the, all of it was really, really good. And the callbacks to the original are really good and well done too, like the beach volleyball scene where everyone is ripped, which was now it's now it's offense and defense football. Yeah, volleyball this time. And um, I really I thought that all those callbacks, the first one, were really yeah, good. and the singing. Mm -hmm. right? Yes, that yeah. was a nice touch. Yeah. Okay, is Tom Cruise better looking now than when he was younger? This is a question I have for you. I have an opinion on this. No. 
Yes, he is. He, well, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's, are we comparing, We're comparing light like, objects here? I mean, I know it's the same man, but when was the last time you saw young Tom Cruise? I'm just thinking of, something? I, well, I don't, mm, when we watched Cocktail. Right. Yeah, which is terrible. And uh, no, he's better looking now. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the flawless Tom Cruise is not as good looking as like the looks like he's 40, but is actually 60 Tom Cruise. A few good men. Tom Cruise was peak. Tom was Cruise. a very, very, very handsome man. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I still think it's good here. Uh, why is Meg Ryan not in this? I think for the same reason that Kelly McGillis is not in this with, with apologies to Meg Ryan. I don't know that either of those actresses, I know Kelly McGillis is not she aged just, she well just i don't want to be like, mean no, and say she, she aged like milk but mm, no but she looks like a regular lady in her 60s she does right yeah. and that, it, it's sort of inconceivable that tom cruise who we've already established as a, a god among men mm -hmm. would be um, hanging around with a well a woman who isn't Does taking it, care of herself in the same way that jennifer connelly has for instance uh yeah jennifer connelly's like what in her early 50s I couldn't say. Uh, I think, it's, I think Kelly a... McGillis, part of the thing, it, Kelly McGillis was also older yes, than Tom Cruise, right? She was supposed to be like 10 years his senior in the original. So On the fly internet research, she's folks. Yeah, so I think Meg Ryan's not in it, partially because she no longer kind of looks Fit. the part. If you remember, like she was very young and very fresh in... Um, in whatever year it was, 1986 or 1987. Yeah, so Jennifer Connelly's 52. Uh, Kelly McGillis is 65 and actually looks great for 65. Tom Cruise is just... Does not look 60. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't... Oh, it almost bothers me. Like, it's unfair that he's so, like, uh, unwrinkled. Yeah, well, you have that general opinion about men. Like, don't you? No. You don't think it's unfair that men sort of age... There's, there's always, always been the, the uh... sort of, like, standard trope that men age better than women. I think you're making that up. I'm, I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> right. Okay. And we've just lost all our listeners. <laughs> Bye, listeners. Okay. Okay. So the question really that we have to ask, one question I have left for you is, you know, we've got Jennifer Connelly in the movie, but we've got Kelly McGillis isn't there. Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan's not there. There's a woman among the class of young pilots, but she really doesn't have a ton to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as is typical in action movies, not really a, a really strong female character. Mm -hmm. Did it bother you? Yes. I, although I didn't realize it until you brought it up, to be honest, because I was like, oh, this is this is fun. This is a fun romp. Like, uh, but it did. Yeah. Now that you brought it up, it fails the Bechdel test 10 ways to Sunday. And what's the Bechdel test? Oh, great question. The Bechdel test is you need to have one woman talking to another woman about something other than men. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to Google that. I'm going to do some on the fly internet research. Um, the, uh, I feel like it would have been so easy to flesh them out. It would have been so easy to give uh, Jennifer Connelly more to do, Give the, especially the female pilot. Why couldn't she have been? Why couldn't she have been Hangman? Why couldn't she have been yeah. the Glenn Powell character? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That, that would have been interesting. That would have been better. Especially like... She could have been like cocky, like it could have been the exact same person, only a woman. Sure. So yeah, that would have been really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I also don't know if that's who it's catering to, or if most people would care. Well, I mean, we didn't really notice until nope. we started to talk exactly. about it afterwards. And and I do notice things like that. I just didn't with this particular movie. So okay. I, I almost think it's not an expectation going in. And I think that Tom Cruise being in charge of this project 
he knows what makes a good movie for that specific audience that's going to see this movie, right? So I don't think that would have like crossed consciousness there. Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking a lot. We've been praising the movie. Let's let's make the case that it's the best picture of the year. I was worried about the Bechdel test. I just want to put that out there. Okay. All right. Cool. So why is why would you think it's a is it at least a, a deserving? We don't have to make the case that it's the best picture yet. But what do we like that we think it deserves its nomination? Why does it get nominated? It's a fun romp. Very entertaining. If my criteria for best picture is that it's entertaining. Uh, this one certainly would win. Um, I don't know that it's really saying anything, though. I don't know that it exists for any reason other than entertainment. This podcast has made me think a lot about what I want in a Best Picture nominee. And I was thinking about CODA, and I was thinking about... Or Best Picture winner, I guess. I was thinking about CODA, and I was thinking about Parasite. Both of those... And like lots of other Best Picture winners, but those two in particular, because I like them so much, both. Uh, they both were very entertaining, but also had like a deeper social commentary, right? I think that's what makes the best picture winner for me is that it's both entertaining to watch and says something because there's tons of movies that say something and are so awful or boring or depressing, right? It has to be both. Parasite wasn't exactly an uplifting film, but it was very entertaining. Wasn't a downer all the way through it. So I think it's certainly... Maverick certainly deserves his nomination. Is it the best picture winner? I don't think so. Both because that's not what the Academy wants, but because it didn't have really anything to say. Like planes go fast. Like the Navy's important. Like it doesn't. There's nothing deeper than an entertaining flick. Well, you could talk about. Um, there may there may be more there. There may be like some sort of. It's not a treatise exactly, but some some thoughts on aging well, um, about regret about sort of getting to the end of your usefulness. It might be a movie, which is a Ooh. phrase that we have coined, um, which is a movie about a baby boomer who the so, society so society is saying, you don't have it anymore. And that person brings out their special set of skills and demonstrates that they've they, still got they it. They certainly do still have even it. Even though they're a senior citizen. I don't, is this like... No. Is Tom Cruise a baby boomer? I don't think so. No, I think he is. Well, if he is, he's very he's Gen X. Like he might be the the first class of the Gen X group. Uh, he's sixty years old, mm-hmm. so working backwards. What year was he born in? Nineteen sixty three. Yeah. So he is just at the tail end of the baby. So he might like Daniel Craig was a baby boomer. James Bond. Mm-hmm. If this is a movie, then maybe it has something to say like the broad appeal they get the young cast in it which is going to make it you know like theoretically i think a sequel is possible that would star absolutely uh glenn powell and miles teller and miles teller and yeah. melissa barbaro who's the woman that, that played mm-hmm. uh i don't remember her name anymore anyway it doesn't matter pilot? The, yeah the yeah. she didn't have a name she had a call sign and i don't remember what her call sign is off yes. the top of my head mm-hmm. maybe it was pharaoh or something like that um that's not right doesn't matter um so maybe it does have something to say. I think it has something to say about fatherhood. Um, Tom Cruise and his relationship to the Miles Teller character. Um, and the idea of like pushing somebody to be their best, but also wanting to protect them at all times. I mean, I think I can relate a little bit to that. I just don't think that it's... Um, those points could certainly be made, but they are not the focus, nor are they the 
they aren't brought to the fore at any point. It's not like there's like a long five minute scene. Mm-hmm. The only reflective scene in it is the one with Val Kilmer. Spoiler alert. Um, that was, I thought that was a really nice. Treat. It was touching. Yeah. I thought it was really lovely that he was in it and that they did the technology that they did um, with his voice. And I did, that was, that was the only sort of like reflective scene on a deeper, with a deeper meaning than anything else in the movie. I thought. Right. I just thought there was maybe something about like time being unforgiving, but he's defying it. Tom Cruise is defying the aging and, and, and that, but everybody else mm-hmm. is feeling the effects of their age. You could certainly make the case that those things are all in there. I just don't know if they're important. No, it's, and it, and yeah, it's, I agree. It's very subtle and it's mostly yeah. just a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that there's an absence of like real hardcore American patriotism too. There yes. wasn't a lot of flag waving. No, and that wasn't that. the first one. A little bit more, yeah. Yes. And this was a little more neutral in that regard, mm-hmm. giving it a broader appeal, which is probably... It was also filmed in 2018, which would have been like friggin' mid-Trump, yes. right? Like nobody was be- was particularly proud to be an American that was in that movie, <laughs> I think, at that point. Yeah, perhaps. Oh, God. I'm getting in trouble like the Dixie Chicks did. Yeah. Um, um, what did we not like about it, Matt? Tell me what you didn't like. Very little, frankly, because mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't get a chance to say, but I thought the score was really effective. Yes, I did um, too. The fault, Harold Faltermeyer theme and and um, bringing that back and sort of the, the reprise of that. Um, the supporting characters I thought were, were pretty good. Maybe Glenn Powell's a little one note mm-hmm. with his sort of like gum chewing, uh, you know, flexing his jawline. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got John an eight-pack. was sort of one, night, one note too, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked, um, I'm going to butcher his name, Bashir Salahuddin, I think is his mm-hmm. name, plays Hondo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a really funny show called Southside, which I enjoyed. Um, uh, I, again, Jennifer Connelly is really good. What do we not like? Um, I don't know about, I don't know if there's anything that I didn't like. It, somebody that's really familiar with the first movie would, would find this pretty derivative, but it is a sequel mm-hmm. and, a, and a reboot. And it was so much later that I don't, I think if you, you'd have to be a really hardcore fan of the first one and have watched it recently yeah. to, to find it annoyingly derivative. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the, you know, the, the uh, piano playing. Yeah. My miles teller, that was a little, a little on the nose. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very little. I don't like about this movie as opposed to avatar. And what I, one other thing I'll say that I really liked was that it had a bit of a sense of humor. Yes. Um, about itself. It didn't take itself so, seriously most most apparent in the scene with tom and miles at the end yeah after the thing happens right that was there was there was a real sense of like oh that is actually how that would have gone and it's sweet and it's charming and it's funny genuine human interaction yeah we watched this with our kids charlie and elizabeth and and elizabeth thought it was really fun yeah she was jumping up and down yeah Yeah, very thrilled yeah it's good okay do you want to take a short break sure okay take a short break we'll be right back with our thoughts on best picture okay matt big big moment would you support it as best picture would you support Top Gun Maverick as best picture? Yes. Really? Yes. Um, right now. Let's let's talk about it in the context of what we've reviewed already, okay. right? It's way out ahead of Avatar, right? And if those are the two movies that we've reviewed, reviewed to this point, um, this one essentially eliminates Avatar from contention Agreed. as far as I'm concerned. Sure. There's probably only room for one $2 billion crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just a better better movie it's better told um it's more interesting and i think that i am not alone in saying that i'm tired of cgi mm-hmm. and while there is some cgi in this movie so much of it is practical so much of it is um 
is real feels and, real and you can tell it's real yeah you forget when you've watched enough cgi that when it's not cgi you're like oh right <laughs> yeah. that's what reality looks like so it's you know technically an, an amazing achievement um it it does you know, roger ebert talked about like a good movie is a movie that makes you feel what it wants you to feel it does what it intends to do this movie was not intending to be a fine piece of art it was supposed to be a rollicking fun time and i think on in that capacity i think it absolutely achieved it so right now i'm going to say yes this is the best picture we've seen of the of the two that we've reviewed to this point mm. do i think it's ultimately going to be a serious contender probably not because it's not artsy enough mm -hmm. i don't think there's enough symbolism and subtext that the the people in the academy who who look at these movies and really want to find a piece of art and want to feel probably more sadness mm -hmm. and, and a more feel wider their, range of emotion feel their feelings yeah are gonna they're gonna probably not um vote for this one i think there's probably other candidates coming what do you think i would agree with that i think that uh if we're talking about ones we've reviewed then obviously this one wins over avatar but having seen everything everywhere all at once even though we haven't reviewed it i still think that one's out ahead for me of of top gun but it was it was very very good yeah um now here's a question does tom cruise attend the oscars well i mean if he does the camera's going to be on him like 20 percent of the time i know but like isn't that a thing in the past he hasn't gone like he's he's had is, am i making this up has he had problems with the academy before I, no he had problems with the uh hollywood foreign press association in that's terms the of the golden, golden globes. globes oh the, the reason often he doesn't attend is because he's off filming something like mm -hmm. right now he's filming mission impossible bazillion part seven mm -hmm. part two right um and that's all encompassing and i don't think he has time to take even a day off well i would like him to be at the oscars I, so, you'd like to be his plus one if you could I, yeah tom call me yeah <laughs> all right all right so what's our next movie well we said all quiet on the western front last time i know and then we um, flaked on it but i think maybe because it's still sort of fresh in our heads maybe everything ever all at once is our next one okay we'll see we're not making any promises anymore We'll do the next, we'll do whatever next one comes up. And like we watched Top Gun tonight because we could watch it with the kids. Yep. So hopefully we'll get another one done before the weekend. But thank you to all of our friends and family for listening to our silly little podcast. Yes. And uh, we'll be back with another movie soon. Bye for now. Bye.